new episode of Threes from the Ring Podcast, episode 69, and it's your boy Chris J, got my boy on here, Trail Sav, go ahead and do yourself, G. Yo. Alright, and just like we start every episode, we find hopefully find some type of NBA player that wore a certain whatever jersey number said episode and since this is episode 69 i ironically there is not an nba player that wore 69 but there is actually a story that allegedly dennis rodman when he was signed to lakers for one year i think that was the lockout year by the way he requested 69 but they told him hell no so there is at least there's a story to it, at least. But uh, the supposed number is banned from uh, being worn by any NBA player. So that's that. But uh, but at least Shayna Baszler pulled a six sixty nine on the Raw Women's Locker Room. So uh, be that way sometimes. But we'll talk about that much later when we get to the wrestling. But we'll go straight into the NBA basketball talk because this was a very interesting week. Good week overall. For for basketball once again um a lot to talk about but let's go ahead and get right into it with uh the big stuff the lakers pretty much went and completed their supposed gauntlet of tough challenges this week they had to play the milwaukee bucks and they also had to play excuse me the uh uh clippers which was today by the way and they succeeded you can also kind of count the uh Sixers, but they're missing two of their key players. But dog, if if Joel and B and Ben Simmons was uh was healthier, the NBA would have been a suspect in my investigation of trying to have the Lakers be the two seed, bro. Because they, bro, that would have been hell. I understand they would have been in LA the whole entire time, but that would have just been hell, bro. Hell, man, I just broke. God, I kind of want to go back to see like their whole little, like last five, all the niggas they had to go against. Hold on, I can actually check that out right now because I think they on a decent little winning streak. Of course, like always, like we the best team. Dog, expect to win Pelicans, Sixers, Bucks, Clippers, four W's. But damn, March started off with a fucking big boot. <laughs> it definitely did. God, like dang. they like. It's good challenges, honestly. Like, honestly, let's just look the past. Like, bro, just honestly, started from like, since All Star, since coming back from All Star. Let's start from coming back from All Star. Even before, they had the Nuggets, they had the Grizzlies, they had the Celtics, the Pelicans twice, the uh, remains of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they lost to the Grizzlies, which was like a we don't really care game. Honestly, P- beat the Pelicans, beat Philly, like literally. They, technically, they should be on a decent little winning streak if they didn't lose to the Grizzlies. But I think the Grizzlies was a we ain't going to go as hard because we know what we got coming in March type situation. Because yeah. after this, like, the Nets is going to be a chill game, right? Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz, Jazz. No, Nug- Nets, Rockets, Nuggets. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I said the Nets going to be a chill game. So yeah. then you can have Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz, Jazz. Like, they don't got to go hard against the Nets. The Nets just lost to um... the Bulls. I think they lost to the Bulls. Yeah. Which is unacceptable. Yeah. And then they just lost their coach. Like, the Nets, you ain't really got to worry about. But, yeah, man, April going to be real chill for them. Like, Bron can rest for the damn meal, rest of April. 
Only game that you probably don't want to rest is the 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 April 9th game, which is against the um way against the Clippers. That's a tw- that's a triple back to back. Oh yeah. Oh, he definitely wrestling. <laughs> Yeah. You definitely got to rest Bron off of Bron and AD is going to rest one of those two games. They're, they're going to say which one y'all want, honestly. <laughs> I say Clippers. Fuck that regular season record. Depends, yeah. That shit, playoff intensity, you don't want to hurt nothing during that game. Exactly. But yeah, like March March is looking like crazy. Well, this season is going fast, but that game just made it even more interesting. Yeah, so that's... Honestly, let's rewind and go back to the uh, game against the Bucks, which was, to me, I feel like that's more of the bigger test game to me yeah. when, uh, than the Clippers because it's just like you see the Clippers four times. It's like you're going to see the Bucks twice, and the Bucks literally beat everybody as They 40-piece the damn Clippers, for God goodness sake, at one point. So, but uh, that game, they, like, both uh, LeBron and AD showed up, Giannis played well to ex- for his standards let's put it that way and like one thing I can say like from the Lakers is it's not just LeBron and AD it's been the others that's been doing a really good job coming out and play uh, and like in that Bucks game when AD got in foul trouble early because Giannis played it smart he says I'm going to get one of these niggas in foul trouble and the biggest threat is AD defensively to him he did that thing, got that man in foul trouble. I think Giannis had 12 in the first quarter. He was hooping. LeBron said, hey, man, let me get a little bit in playoff mode, a little bit. I ain't give you full playoff mode, but he gave he went to Giannis and got gave him a challenge and went at Giannis offensively and defensively, and you have to give the man his respect, G. Like, you, you have to give LeBron's respect how he handled that game. Uh, Chris Middleton did not show up at all, and it once again proves my theory and my not even a theory, but my fact. The fact of the matter is, he's not a true All Star, never will be. And the show today because he got dubbed by the goddamn Suns at one point, so that score is very deceiving, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, just overall the fact that the Lakers really came out, even though they were at home, but uh. You went against one the best team in the league and won in a very decisive manner. Like very decisive. LeBron kept them afloat. You had a good game from your others. Uh and then on top of it all, like when when A D came it came back in, he did his thing at that fourth quarter. So that was a really good win for the Lakers. Uh your thoughts on that Bucks game. Uh, let me get off Twitter before the rest of the fans make me start like literally use my western gun to start pistol whipping niggas but like um what about to say oh so with that buzz game i would say this before we talk about the, the clippers like i think the clippers game was more of a test because the buzz game because the clippers were completely healthy and paul george didn't look like a pack of ass in the first half um so that's what i personally think the Clippers game, because you had everybody but Joe Noah on the court. Um, and everybody completely healthy. There was no problem. The Clippers was coming off a five-game win streak because everybody was healthy. Um, the new accusations of like Reggie Jackson and, and Markeith Morris, who hasn't been Marcus. bad. Uh, 
I mean, Marcus. Wait, which one is it? Is Marcus or Marquise? They, the Lakers got Marquise. The Clippers got Marcus. All right. All right. Okay, I can go with Mook and then it's wait. It's Mook and Senior, right? I they both got the same nickname. I think both go by Mook because I heard LeBron call Marquise Mook. Shit. Which one is Senior then? Senior is Marcus. The one on the Clippers. Right, that's I do senior film. All right, that's on me out. Um, but but like with the Bucks game, the Lakers game give me anxiety. So sometimes I turn it off when I watch it. But uh, for what I was watching, it, it, it Bron set the tone. Yeah. For the game, and and the catalyst is about to happen because I somebody said it on Twitter and it fits. AD is a second-half player. Like, for some pair of reason, in the second half, and this works well with the way Brian and how he works in the second half, too. Not saying he's not clutch, but Brian is a facilitator first. And when you're a star player and you're the facilitator first, you need somebody who's going to be straight God in the second half. Um, so AD going crazy in the second half seems to work for the team. Did he get the flux by Green Freak in that first half? Yes. Greek free game, then he get a flux. But who doesn't Greek free game the flux? And he ga- and Greek free eventually gassed the hell out. He just did. Yeah. Um, especially when like the way they was the way the defensive scheme. That's why Frank Vogel is a good defensive coach. Like the defensive scheme and the fact that um, Jason Kidd literally coached the nigga. But <laughs> the defensive scheme was like, um, like literally. Now, the funny thing is, it was not literally only defend Greek Freak really, really well, but it was also attack Giannis, too. Like, they attacked him. They wouldn't avoid him. Yeah. Like, and you could do it in two ways. You could do it to tire him out, or you could do it to goddamn get him in foul trouble. And I don't think he was in foul trouble, but, nope. nigga, you got Brian well, he had five fouls, attacking so he had foul trouble. 80 attacking you. And then you still got certain people cutting to the basketball. Brian, what, 250? AD, like, was saying the biggest shit. Like, them niggas, that's going to put out. I know Greek Freak swollen and whatnot, but that's going to put pressure on you. So, excuse me. So, like, um, it was a good game. Um, no, in a seven-game series, you can't account to Middleton being that butt cheeks. But you could count to Eric Bledsoe being that butt cheeks. No, nah, I put, love both. I put that on both. I put on both. I'm still, I, I agree. But niggas love to talk crap about Wando. But Chris, I mean, uh, Eric Bledsoe in big time games is ass as well. Just like Rondo, if not even worse. Because Rondo has still a playmaker's, a playmaker's mentality, bro. He make plays. The fuck do Eric Bledsoe do? First team all defense somehow, which is one of the biggest caps of last decade. Is Eric Bledsoe somehow getting first team all defense over Patrick Beverly? Come on, they got to give us But uh, fuck Patrick Beverly. But um, <laughs> like I uh, I uh, I liked it that game. Um, I think it was a big confidence boost. Braun dropping what he had like 37? 37, 8, 8, 3 steals. Nigga. He's 35. I don't think people know the ramifications of that nigga being 35. 
And like some people say, well, of course, but he got into the league early, so this is why I look like. Yeah, he got in the league at eighteen. That's been the bro. The man hasn't been in like I was looking at a stat right before this game. I don't. I don't really count runner ups or MVP contention as actually an accolade, but some people do. There was only two years. Well, technically three, but one was because of injury. There was only two years in which LeBron James was not in the runner-up or like in the top three for MVP. His rookie year, in which he won rookie of the year, and the year after that. And nobody can name his top five. I mean, the starter five on that team. Other than that, LeBron James, ever since that, that third year, has been in the conversation to either be MVP, one MVP, or running up. Mm-hmm. Greatness. Like, that, that's just how it is. And then the man went to the finals nine times. So, all that, uh, the only time he probably didn't have a long-ass summer was against the Warriors and against the Spurs. But all that other time, he literally having a long, uh, not a long summer, but like a, a, a long beginning of the summer. Played Olympic games. Like, the nigga body is not, it, it shouldn't be of, of a 35-year-old. It should be of a nigga of, like, 46. But he got something that, like, what you say, the HGH? It's called or money. The, the, money. What'd you say? Money, HGH, allegedly, in uh, the hyperbolic time chamber. Like, because it's, it's working well, bro. He's getting better and better. Uh, even this game. Oh, with the Clippers, I guess we segue into that. Like, well, before we segue he... into that, I just want to say, uh, I just want to say this. Uh, just kind of say, kind of comment more on Middleton and Eric Bledsoe not showing up. My thoughts on it. That's uh, they're gonna Giannis only drag niggas so far. Like I'm, I still believe yeah. Philly come playoff time can possibly beat them. Boston is on a decent run of basketball and literally like I watch enough Raptors games where it's possible where literally uh like Giannis could be the best player on the floor but you you cannot afford letting uh Kyle Lowry outplay Middleton and uh Eric Bledsoe. Like you cannot afford that because the others on the Raptors is really freaking good. And they know they roll and they confident. So, uh, you can't literally go into the playoffs and Middleton wants to be mid. He can't. Like, y'all was just hyping this nigga up saying, oh, he's, he's underrated 50-40-90 club. Jose Calderon was 50-40-90 club too. So, <laughs> like, I don't really care about that because you got niggas like Jose Calderon doing it. So, I don't really care. But my point is, the Bucks. Are a really good team. They're, they're really a good team. And Giannis is being on that team helps a lot. But if Chris Middleton wants to shrink, if Eric Bledsoe wants to get outplayed by Danny Green and uh, Bradley Beal, I mean, not Bradley Beal, I mean, Avery Bradley, uh, Alex Caruso, and shit like that, you're not going to go nowhere. You're going to lose. You're going to be disappointed. And then all offseason, you're going to sit there and hear. Your ass might get flipped in hopes of trying to keep Giannis happy above all. So, think about that. 
But uh, we can go ahead and move on. But uh, uh, yeah, now set up. You can set up the, the Clippers stuff. Yeah, so the Clippers game. Uh, this was a really huge game for both teams. Uh, really huge game for both. Like the Clippers have been fully healthy for at least what a full week now, actually. So shout out to that. Kawhi hasn't sat out. Paul George hasn't sat out. Uh, I know Pat Bev been in and out the lineup. Like so, everybody's healthy. And for the Lakers, everybody's healthy. No excuses for neither side of the neither side of the spectrum, honestly. So, and plus, on top of the Clippers are souped up, they near one of, legit is the deepest team in the league. Like you have a name or at least a notable name in, from uh one through ten, damn near, arguably one through twelve. Uh, not adding Noah. So this was like a huge game and I feel like we can give all the props to LeBron, all the props to AD for hooping, but Avery Bradley stepped up big time. Kuzma, if you was based on the stat sheet, you really won't appreciate the type of game Kuzma really had. Um, And on top of it, like KCP, Rondo at Spurks all had solid games and stepped up and played better. Then Lou Will. Oh, and Marquise Morris as well. Marquise Morris had a really solid game where they outplayed the deep, the death of the Clippers. Let's put it that way. Like, I will give LeBron a lot of credit, AD a lot of credit, but the Lakers, others, the only way I see them beating the Clippers because I feel like in a playoff series, it's expected that AD should be the best player on the court. LeBron maybe half his moments because Kawhi may just sit there and say, I'm going to put my foot up your ass. But if the others on the Lakers, others being the Bradley Bill, Danny Green, Kuzma, KCPs, Deion Waiters, because they did just add Deion Waiters, can outplay the others on the Clippers, I think the Lakers should have a strong shot to win the series regardless. So. But uh, I give them a lot of props. Uh, it was a really good game. The Lakers had, once the Lakers had, like, full control, like, they really didn't look back. Like, the Christmas game where the, didn't the Lakers have, like, a 10-point lead on the Christmas game, like, in the second half? And they just blew yeah. it. Like, yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so, like, they held the lead, played smart. And even, like, that point in the third quarter where LeBron was off the court, and I think and I think Kawhi and Paul George was on the court against AD and the uh, AD Rondo and I forgot who was on the court with, with them AD really hooped them niggas up to the moon and it's those type of moments where you need to ensure like AD shows that he's the best player in the league can be one of the best players on the league best players on the court and he did that thing during that point Paul George hooped like the first half then he just disappeared and let's just call it play and like they call him playoff P, but playoff P does not have a lot of moments Pat in recent years. So uh I need that nickname to die until further notice. Uh especially until he gets his vengeance against Joe Ingles. because uh, Joe Ingles still hoops that man up to the moon. Uh but the Lakers looked really good, confident throughout, like they wasn't expected to behold. And yeah, like you sit there and say on the Clippers that Marcus Moore's Lou Will will have bad games but in that type of scenario they shouldn't have bad games let's put it that way and Lou Will kind of makes himself look unplayable especially the past two games 
uh, not the first game he looked really good, but the past two games he looks unplayable. And I would, if I was Doc Rivers, I would have honestly played uh, Reggie Jackson a little bit more, let him run point, because it was some of his lineups kind of um, blew me. Like it was a point where he had Jamichael Green out there. I was like, why the hell is Jamichael Green out there? Marcus Moore should be on the court. Like, it, like you have all these bodies, use them, use the right ones at least. Let's put it that way. So, but uh, your thoughts before I go too deep in. Um. Uh, I just think it was it was I did not think they was gonna win this game, right? Playoff series is a playoff series. That's that's a like a series can get changed by one game, right? So mm-hmm. thinking about the playoffs with regular season games, and you know, that's just the way it is. Like last year, if you wanna told me that Portland would have sent that got dark OKC team home, I would have been like, No, nah, bro, you you tweaking G. You can't Paul George Russell Westbrook, stuff like that. So I don't really think when when it comes to regular season, not often, when it comes to regular season and playoff games, to when you got two contenders like that, them going head to head, that it actually matters. Mm-hmm. But especially with somebody like the caliber of LeBron and Kawhi, like them two dudes in playoff situations are are, are different, are different breed. Um, but in this game, uh, and I think it's different for these two situations for this. This this rivalry, in general, um, it's it's like playoff intensity, mm-hmm. um, and you need that. You you definitely need that. And seeing like how serious, because and that's one thing I think me and you, the one thing me and you both hate, not hate, but dislike kind of Brian about Brian is sometimes he's just literally and this coming from a fan aspect like us as fans we want to see oh man these niggas hate you go crazy but he just don't give a shit <laughs> and you can and, tell like the num- like the numbers yeah. are deceiving but when you watch it's like this yeah. nigga LeBron really don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah he just don't and you, you would, we'd be like come on because other players like say somebody like Joel and B. Um, somebody like Joel Embiid or uh, or 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 your know, Twitter got me dead. Somebody like Joel Embiid or um or like Russell Westbrook or Dame. They live up to the the, the rivalries that they have with with their counterparts and stuff like that. And even like I don't I don't know if it's this competitive, I won't call it like a, a this competitive rivalry that Giannis and Brian have, but even Giannis, we put that fucking crown on his head. Um, yeah. like the, the, he even comes up with some hyper. Sometimes Brian be like, Look, man, you gonna get this 22 8 and 8, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go drink some wine after this. But with this game in general, it seems like he took control in both of them games, actually, but really with this game. He took control of the pace, yeah, of how this game was played. Yeah, and that's like one thing. Court, like that's one thing LeBron does a like, really good job doing is controlling the pace of games. Like especially when the ball is in his hand, like it's a very it's like it's crazy how he does it. Like the only other player who kind of used to do something similar was Prime Rondo. Uh, he used to do something very similar, but like LeBron since. 
Cleveland did a does a great job controlling pace, and you, you can notice it in the finals against the Warriors, where even though his usage rate was freaking probably high as fuck, but um, but like he controls the pace of the game, where it's like, all right, hold on, like we could run here, but yeah, let's slow it down and all the bad. Let's figure things out. Let's see how we're gonna really kill him real quick, and it's really great to see sometimes like I, it was it was more noticeable in the bucks game like he did it at times during the uh the clippers game but during the bucks game was very noticeable yeah um and you could tell like towards the towards the um towards the um the whatchamacallit the uh like in the fourth quarter when I was watching, right, and I was, you know, I, like I said, I take breaking Lakers game, so I came back and I and and Brian wasn't in the game, and like the Clippers start going at them, like the, the Clippers was going at the Lakers to the point I think they got it within like six or something like that, and Brian came back. Yeah, that and was the doing pace like just they, yeah, it's like doing like Vogel, which I understand because you don't want to kill LeBron. And I, yeah. like Tyloo did, Tyloo used to do do a very similar things to uh, where he'll just like LeBron starts the fourth quarter, and AD comes in, and then like around a seven five minute point, depending on how close the game is, LeBron will at least get a two minute. I was sometimes at least minute. one minute, a minute, sometimes like two, maybe three minute break. Uh, depending like when he's ready to come back in, so like that's normal. And he came in and he he went he went at Kawhi. I think even though like Kawhi had a fantastic game too, Paul George Solid had a, a a really good game, but really bad in the second half. And I would even say that went on Paul George. Paul, I think like there was no plays drawn up for him in the second half. Like I don't know if I could do this on the NBA app, but if you go to the like if we could see. His total shot attempts in the second half. I think he had like two or four. He didn't have crap. Um, and him, he was by far in that first half the hottest player. Um, and they didn't they didn't really do anything with him. Uh, and that's more of on the that's more on the coaching thing than it is a, a, a um a, a player thing. Um, but just. Really, just looking at this game and and how it, it went down, it, it shows like these two teams are literally. I'm looking at the the stats and seeing like what a the the um uh, the the problem that the Clippers going to have is the same is is different problem the Lakers going to have. The Lakers don't have consistent knockdown shooting, while the Clippers don't have any fucking playmakers. They do have playmakers. No, no, that's a bad take. They have playmakers. Ooh. Bro, Lou Will's a playmaker. Reggie Jackson's a playmaker. Kawhi's a playmaker. Paul George is a playmaker. They, bro, it's, it's like a facilitator, bro. Not somebody who can make okay, plays for themselves. That's a difference. Facilitator is more like what Rondo does. Like, I agree. They don't yeah, really have no, a true bro, facilitator. And this is this is a, probably an apples and orange argument, but a playmaker is a person who make plays not just for itself, for a whole team. Paul George, Lou Will, and God darn Kawhi, they play. They they can create their own fucking shot. 
that's the difference between somebody who just literally just is there making plays for everybody. Of course, AD can make his own shot. Kuzma could probably do the same thing, but they're not playmakers. Like yeah, Bron is a playmaker. He set everyone when he's on the court. He, he he's setting the plays. That nigga, three people. I mean, two people. Oh, the 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 game high in assists for the Clippers was three, and two people got it. Like you, you, you can't, you can't win off that when it's. I know it's not necessarily ISO ball because I don't think they play ISO ball. No, but they run a lot of pick and roll for uh. They, 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 they. Okay, you like how you say how two K like I run pick and roll day in it all the time so you can stop it. Damn, oh dude, nobody had to duck on folks like that. But uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. But uh, but like when Montrez Harrell's in the game, they literally run pick and roll a lot. And also, this is probably another thing I noticed, and the Doc Rivers needs to stop this. Stop taking Zubak out the game. Like, the moment he stopped playing Zubak was the moment where you allowed, said, okay, I'm about to let AD run the five. Here's more minutes for Marcus Morris. I mean, Markeith Morris. So, uh, we're about to play your game because now you're playing small because Montrezl Harrell is only 6'7". He's just swole as shit. So that's something I noticed and Doc Rivers needs to stop doing because I feel like when you have another big out there, like the Lakers are good when they have two bigs out there, but you're, but like you're playing to what kind of Frank Vogel wants to do is let him take out one of those bigs so he can actually run like a the AD at the five lineup because they play so uh-huh. much better because there's more spacing. Also, I think they, I think, Vogel got a problem in which, I mean, not Vogel, Rivers got a problem in which, and, and this comes from, from coaching them for a number of seasons, but I honestly don't care what people think when I say this, but you can't play Lou Will in the fourth quarter. I agree. I know he, I know he got, I know he, he kills, like if he's hot, then he's hot to play him in the fourth quarter. But in games like this, when you know Every play was to switch Lou Will on Braun. Literally. It was like they'll try to, because I, what I noticed was like every possession, they'll try to, <coughs> excuse me, like they'll try to put a, a like Lou Will go to a different defender. LeBron, like whether it was KCP or will it be Avery Bradley or will it be Danny Green? Mm-hmm. And LeBron would be like, bring your ass over here. Like sometimes it wasn't effective. But because Kawhi was just like, no, I'm not taking a switch. But depending on how you set up the pick, you you gonna have to switch eventually, man. But with that, with that, you can. But with, when that situation go down, right? And it was a certain play in which that happened. Like LeBron, Kawhi was like, I'm not taking that pick. That leaves Bradley Bill right off because then if Kawhi stayed on LeBron, that gives LeBron an easy way to cut because people are moving out the way. So every Bradley was able to be open because Lou Will had to double team on Bron. And they were pretty much jamming the paint when LeBron got there. But my thing is, you could jam the paint all you want. Sometimes with great drivers, especially like LeBron, he's going to make those layups. But Mm -hmm. you don't – do you really want to risk having a – like Avery Bradley don't always get hot on three. But do you really want to risk leaving an open, hot Bradley – I mean Avery Bradley open? Really? KCP? Who's notorious for making – very big shots when they need it sometimes. Want to leave him open? Kuzma? Damn sure I ain't about to leave him open. 
So, it's the type of stuff you got to think about. Exactly. Like, um, but for me, I just think, uh, like, the Clippers are going to, like, with, it's certain teams that, that, and us as everybody as NBA fans got to realize, like, against certain teams, it's like, when you overpower people with star power, that's just going to win regardless. Like, the Clippers overpowered the Rockets with star power. I wouldn't even say it was star I mean power. It's more like, like they overpowered with scoring. Because, like, that's one thing, like, when they kept adding people, I'm like, you're adding all these scores, and come playoff time, is like, my question would be, can they do anything but score? Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm, what, what I'm saying is, like, they go to, like, Kawhi, especially when you ain't got no big dude in the paint for the racket set, Kawhi and Paul Jones gonna get these niggas the flux. Yes, they should. And then that's what's gonna happen. But when it comes to a team like the Lakers, the Lakers is like, bro, we're not gonna, like, one thing I appreciate about this Lakers team is this a defensive first team. Like, when they don't win games, it's not because of fucking. They, they get sitting on on defense. Some people that like, mind you, like in them games against like that one game they lost against Grizzly in that game when Kawhi went nuts. Like Mama Kawhi was just hitting fucking shots, my nigga. Like it wasn't like he was like bad defensive games. Dude. And then Grizzly hit like five threes. Shit happened. <laughs> like that. That in itself, like you you just can't you can't do shit about that. And, and it goes more on the offense, like you got to compete with they scoring. But when you are, when the Lakers are also competing with a team scoring, and also is like, like really defensive man and defensive first, like what Avery Bradley was fucking doing. Uh, AD always bring the intensity on defense for the team, like and then Bron getting blocks and shit, like and seeing Bron literally be like, I'm okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, my, my, I'm gonna be on Kawhi. That type of stuff that that means that means everything to a team, I believe. And and one thing we gotta praise Kuz for, like you said, that's not something you see on the box seat. But the nigga, that nigga was a hell of a wing defender tonight, dog. He's been a good defender the past since All Star break, honestly. Like, if he can find just his groove, he can definitely become that third player, dog, bro. Like, like right now. Right now, everybody just putting like every Bradley put his big boy pants on tonight. That's like what everybody's doing when Lakers win games, or AD and LeBron just saying, "Fuck it." We're but in these type of games, you know, they, when that third person come up, it's, it's whoever you know who's ever amounting to that challenge. Um, but like, there, there was a fun game. Still gave me anxiety after Wazoo. I literally have to stop watching Lakers games and eating at the same time for I fucking choke. Um, <laughs> like. But it was a cool game. Uh, I, can't, I part of me, part of me wants to, for the fans to get dick teased and like for one of these teams. And I know it won't be the Lakers because I always think the NBA, the NBA, will let that happen. But one of these teams do not. They like the teams that uh, won't see each other in the goddamn Western Conference Finals because somebody got knocked out the second round. But another part of me really, 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 really wants to see. Um, what the, a, a seven-game series will look like with these two teams. That's the playoffs. I don't care how good Greek Freak is. I mean, that's the finals. I don't care how good Greek Freak is. Whoever wins between those two teams win the finals. More than likely. More than likely. Because of the high. 
Like Griffin gonna have the Griffin gonna go through a fucking gauntlet in the East. <laughs> like, cause especially the way that seeding is. Cause you might see Philly, <laughs> depending on how bad this injury, you might see Philly in the first round. I don't think they're gonna get that bad. Like, you don't understand. The Magic is like five games under five hundred. The Nets literally might lose their way out the playoffs at this rate. So we might well, have to round see. Currently, damn. Yeah, yeah, man, he yeah, he ain't seeing these niggas. Yeah, he gonna like, see him in the second round probably, but he ain't he ain't yeah, seeing them in the first. I mean. I'm like, he, uh, he ain't gonna see them. They, they they not gonna get that bad because I think Embiid should be back some point this week. It's been two weeks now, so Embiid should be back some point this week. And Ben Simmons getting reevaluated this week, so Philly uh, is still twenty eight and two at home. Yeah, and they're still a good home team. It's just they need to freaking be able to win on the road, which is <laughs> and that's gonna be funny come playoff time. But uh, but yeah, but nothing else to really add. Like, um, yeah, no. I still believe the Clippers is still the biggest threat to the Lakers, regardless. <coughs> uh, but uh, like I feel like I think the Lakers are ready at this point. They're like at that point where we're comfortable, we're ready for whatever challenges come our way. Like <clears throat> they they answered the the media question of the week, which is. Okay, this is what we're going to really learn about this Lakers team, and I think we all learned a lot about the Lakers this week. Uh, but mm-hmm. let's go ahead and move on to uh, back to the Bucks. Actually, uh, so Giannis <laughs> uh, did suffer a slight injury. Damn, the Kings are moving up the freaking uh, what's the conference rankings? Uh, but uh, but yeah, so the Bucks uh, suffered a. a little setback Giannis suffered a slight uh, knee injury uh knee sprain on one of his little one of the little mini CLs I think it's very slight very slight according to what I've heard uh and he'll miss the next couple of games uh they were smart I just said his ass next couple similar full week like just make sure he's good type situation and you just hope for the best but be that way sometimes uh either way um with this being said, uh, at uh, Giannis is expected to miss two games. Uh, he did finish the game last night, but on top of it, uh, it luckily it could have it could have been worse, but it wasn't. So they're good in that aspect. But the clip, I mean the clip, I mean the Bucks have a couple tough games leading up. They lost to the freaking uh, Suns today. Um, so that says a lot about y'all All Star Chris Middleton, not my All Star, but says a lot about y'all all-star um, oh my god what oh, wait if, 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 if it's on the list we'll talk about it when we get that because i just read something but we'll talk about when we get that continue my bad okay uh but yeah so the bucks lost to the Suns today uh devin booker hooped 36 ricky rubio literally had a triple double and aaron baines hooped like all-star again while y'all hero Chris Middleton only had, had yes he had forty points, but but still, and Eric Bledsoe showed up, but it was all for too late because there was a point where they getting uh, dubbed to hell. But um, tomorrow though the Bucks have the Nuggets, and then they have like they have a really tough schedule coming up. Only make sure I'm giving y'all right information. Uh, so yeah, they have the Nuggets, Celtics. And I don't really count the Warriors, the Heat, uh, all within the next week. So, 
they're in a pretty tough situation right now. Um, and what do you think uh, we will learn about the Bucks these next? This probably just say the next week with no Giannis. Whoever they GM was scared to pull the trigger on Eric Bledsoe. That's what we all learn. Because <laughs> Middleton is a number two guy. He will always be a number two guy. He's never going to be a number one. A he should number. never be seen as a number one. So everything his game implies is I'm a number two guy. Everything. On a championship so team, in terms he's of, honestly a number three. On a championship team, he's a three. But on like the – if Greg Freak – in the middle, because this is like the beginning of Bruce Lee Prime, right? Yeah, he's not even really in his prime. He's like another two Yeah, okay. Years in away. Greek Freak Prime, he's the number two guy on the Greek Freak team. Because if this not his fucking prime, then I don't want to see this shit. He's like another year or two away. <laughs> but, like, what I'm saying is that he just. He's he's not as good as a Pippen. He's kind of he's not as damn sure. He's not as good as a Wade. He kind of like what Bradley Beal was when when John Wall was ball hogging. Like mm. you know he's good, but he ain't as good as the nigga with the ball in his hand. And now I'm not saying like Bradley Beal now is the best player on the Washington Wizards. When John Wall come back, John Wall would be a, a really good number two guy, but. If he's not traded before then, but for like for um for uh what's it called um I'm sorry I gotta stay off Twitter. We doing this podcast. I see shit. I just want to bust out laughing. But like um, Chris Middleton himself, when when Griefreak's out, I don't expect him. When they, I think he dropped fifty on somebody that yeah. one time. Or Pretty much, he like has that. an ultimate green light. When Giannis doesn't play, yeah, I think he dropped fifty, but I don't expect him to. Oh, Chris Mills has been on the tears with the five games down as out. He's averaged thirty-two points, six rebounds, and and four assists. Like, no, hell no, hell no. He gonna have probably a good game. He gonna have a lot of fucking mid games, and he's gonna have a bad game because he's mid. That's it. If I the Bucks, I talk to Washington and be like, hey, we trying to keep our marquee player. Can you please take Chris Middleton off of us? I know we gave him $170 million. You can use that. It's a salary dump for y'all. Y'all not winning shit anytime soon. Not even a playoff burst. So, check it out. Um, or Follow the Bucks. Okay, see, y'all poles have been tanking. Can we? Can I please get old ass Chris Paul while he's still here? Something, because it's um, it's sad. But do I think they they get the flux in the next? No, nah, they. My Buddha holds are gonna have that team on autopilot. They're gonna win some. They're gonna lose some. It's just the way it is. They're not losing that goddamn number. One. They're not losing number one seed in the East. Yeah, they. If that's the Lakers stay on, the, if the Lakers stay on the one street, they they probably lose the. I don't even know if they lose that because I think the game Lakers like like three and a half or like four games behind having the best record in the league. Yeah, like <laughs> Lakers fans now on Twitter believing like if Giannis 
sits a few games, uh, and Middleton and the gang loses like this week, and the Lakers continue playing good, they can take the number one overall seed, which come helpful in the finals because hey, you you rather go to L.A. first than go to Milwaukee first. It's, it's, it feels yeah. better. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, oh no, like, like don't get me wrong. Uh, Chris Middleton is Chris Middleton. I, he's not an all star. He's one of those like, like if you asked me a couple of years ago, JT all star, I'd say no, but he still was an all star. Like he's one of them situations with Cal Corver or half of that fucking Hawks team. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Oh yeah, so the Bucks are an interesting situation. Uh, Giannis get well soon, uh, because you're going to really learn about your team right now. Because now, in a way, this kind of puts a spotlight on the team now that probably they wasn't used to expecting when they did just sit Giannis out. So it'd be interesting, especially against the Nuggets, because the Nuggets been kind of losing lately. So uh, I'm sure the Nuggets will love a big win like that. Uh, and plus, yeah. I think they're on they're still on the road, so. <laughs> That's a tough situation. Um, so moving on, uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Steph Curry's return. He came back this week against Philly. No, the Raptors. He came back against the Raptors. And he looked rusty, uh, of course, as expected. Uh, but it was still good to see him. Still, it's still F Steph Curry forever. But um, regardless of the fact, um, still good to see Steph back on the court. He did a couple of those uh, Steph Curry shots that we all know and love and expect from him. Uh, had a crappy game, but like I said, he was rusty. Um, so uh, your thoughts on Steph Curry's return to the Warriors? Uh, shout out to them, actually, people who got tickets that can use them. Um... I don't know, bro. It's like that team is so bad. And I just don't know. It's like that team is so bad. And Steph Curry coming back really doesn't change anything. Yeah, of course. Not, we're not at this point. They're not expecting it. I do think Steph Curry's going to have probably one good, oh, Steph Curry's the best point guard in the league game. With, with the rest of the season, kind of um, a few of those. he goes against the Clippers next, though. So, uh, what's that <laughs> video of that fat dude screaming? Um, and that's how I because he's about to get the freaking flux. He better hope that flu's still going on right here before that game comes. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be the Western Conference Trey Young <laughs> team's ass. Yeah, I'm gonna say they they're not necessarily a bad team. Like yeah, their record speaks for itself, but they stay in close games and then they just get slapped up towards the end against good teams. It's just be that way sometimes, but it's just like you got a bunch of players who just playing for a spot uh, to be on there next year. Um, so some so just something with the Warriors that since I watch a lot of their games just to see them fail, but um. The next piece of Warriors news, uh, Draymond Green is fed up with Charles Barkley. Um, Charles Barkley throughout the entire season has been saying he's been averaging a uh, 
what was a single a single triple all season or whatever the hell it was. What she's not lying about. And Draymond pretty much got fed up. Shout out to Warriors Media for literally instigating this and making him <laughs> really get mad. And he went on a tangent saying Charles Barkley been hating on me without the bam and he doesn't have a ring, so he can't talk about me without the bam. And pretty much which led to Twitter having an argument saying, well, he's right and all of that. But this is where ring culture gets really toxic and I hate it because yeah. now we're disrespecting all-time greats. Now we're disrespecting, like, yes, Charles Barkley has some of the most horrible takes on inside the NBA. I can't, like, it's some of his takes are really bad, like, for years. But inside the NBA isn't for basketball and uh, analyzation and stuff like that. It's for comedy and, to, and entertainment, plain and simple. You may get something very close to some type of, like, oh, that's intelligent basketball talk for, like, five minutes for between the pre-show and the post-game show. So, think about that for a second. <laughs> uh, no shade towards them, because literally, I would love the show. It's entertaining as hell. But that's just me for watching it for over, since I've been young and new of the show. That's literally been inside the NBA. Um, but, you, Draymond, you aren't even a top 50 player of all time. You're not. So for you to sit there and say Charles Barkley, nigga, he not top seventy, not even top seventy, uh, not even top eighty. More I think about it, no. barely scratched top one hundred, probably barely, solely because he has a defensive player of the year. Ninety nine, yeah, he'd be like ninety nine out of one hundred, like solely because he has a defense player of the year and like he has like I can't take that from him and one of the best defenders of all time. But to say that yeah. Charles Barkley can't talk about you because he has zero rings. He had zero rings because he had to, for one, during his time in Philly, had to play with a washed-up Julius Irvin, no offense to Dr. J, a washed-up Julius Irvin, and Moses Malone was literally being traded around, even though he was the, arguably the second, third best center in the league at that point. So he didn't have great players with him during his time in Philly. And then he ran to Larry Goddamn Bird and Dominique Wilkins. Then the Bad Boy Pistons. Then Chicago Bulls. So he wasn't going to do much in the East. Then he goes west, and he wins. A, he t- one takes an MVP from Michael Jordan. By the way, next to impossible, a very impossible feat at that time frame. Then he beats Clyde Drexler it, to uh, get to a very good Trailblazers team and Clyde Drexler to get to the finals to play Michael Jordan. So he knows what the hell he was. Uh, so like he is one of the best players. He just was in a very unfortunate situation, which was called. Niggas was just better than me. You ran to Mike, and then you ran to Hot King when Mike was gone. What were you supposed to do against Hot King? Dan Marley wasn't going to do nothing against Hot King, my nigga. So uh, <laughs> be that way sometimes. So and then he started ring chasing, and then even then it was too late at that point. So because Shaq was a very viable presence, David Robson was a presence, and Carl Malone and John Stockton finally figured it out. So think about that. So, but you, Mr. Draymond Green, for your first ring, if Kyrie Irving did not die, you probably wouldn't have that first ring. If you didn't kick LeBron in the nuts or tap LeBron in the nuts, you definitely wouldn't have gotten a ring, but you wouldn't have gotten a ring. You, well, you kind of helped LeBron get that ring, so you cost him that ring. 
So you, you right there, you could have been 0-2. And then you call KD to make sure you get the last two rings. So let's keep it all the way positive here. You was not that big of a factor. You was a big factor in why they lost both times. And you was also not that big of a factor either way. So, bro, you had the unanimous MVP on your team. You had the second greatest shooter of all time on your team. Then you got literally who won B best player in the league on your team. Bro, you literally would have been an afterthought if it wasn't for your defense, G. I respect Draymond. I love Draymond's game. Respect it. But, G, no. No. You cannot sit there and say Charles Barkley can't talk about you. That is a top five power forward of all time. And he was undersized, just like you. So he gave you a way to literally get into the league. So shut that shit up, man. That's all I got to say. Man, look. When Charles Barkley was 6'4", giving niggas the flux. He, I don't care what nobody said. Back then, they ain't know what the height shit, man. Nigga was 6'4". Like, <laughs> Nigga was small. Uh, uh, no, I ain't gonna call him six four. He was probably like what, like six seven. No, look, I don't no, think he, he was six, six four, eight. six five. <laughs> okay, look, <laughs> nigga was small. Uh, <laughs> he was he, he was doing it to niggas, dog. Um, but just back on the Draymond thing, like like you said it best. Like, but like, what's wrong with Ch- what the heck Chuck stand though, nigga? Is it just the fact that you're really averaging a triple single? Like the people on Twitter went through this nigga G. They called they was calling this nigga a career nine player. Wow. Yeah, and then if you look at basketball reference, the nigga for his career averaged nine points per game. That's G. Wild. You can't make that up, dog. You can't you don't can't. have the resume for that. You don't have the facilities. Like, you are a fourth option. On a championship team at one point. Barry was fourth because when Iguodala came in the game, nigga, he was the fifth option. And we're going to keep it all you the way. G. He was consistent the fourth or fifth option because when Harrison Barnes was there, he was technically third lead to score. What'd you say? You got to remember when Harrison Barnes was there, he was arguably still a fourth option. Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes, goddamn. Mm. Yeah, but, look, uh, man, in terms of scoring, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you said it best. It's, you, it's just not it. It's, not it's just really it. not it. It's just really not it. Exactly. Uh, and then, like, like Drake and Draymond literally thought this entire season has been the definition of mid. Or even to the point of not even trying to show up. Like, let's keep it all the way G. When they played the Lakers this past week, the nigga personally made sure he got himself ejected. Off nothing. For no nothing. Like, I think, I forgot what happened. All I saw was the nigga get ejected. I'm like, why did you get yourself ejected? And even, I think this was Warriors commentator saying he literally forced himself out the game. Like what the hell, G? You like you, it's times where he was like, "Yo, why is this nigga not in the game?" But hey, be that way sometimes. But hey, he won't be there for long. Uh, Eric Pascal's taking that man's job soon, so uh, 
really be a tough situation when that happens. But uh, moving on, uh, what was the thing you wanted? Thought I was gonna bring up because I don't know if it's on here or not. You go. What you about to go to wrestling? Because I can see oh, it that's wrestling. Oh, but before we get to wrestling, no, no, it's uh, not wrestling. This is basketball. I would uh, say, are you about to go into wrestling? If we done with basketball, because I'm gonna say this real quick. Um, this summer, the Oklahoma City traded Westbrook to Tank and in, took Chris Paul's contract. Because the Rockets wanted to become Titus contenders for Westbrook and 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 um and um what's his name? Harden. And Dave Harden. Currently right now in the Western Conference. Okay, see it's the fifth seed. Mm. Houston is the sixth. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> mm. Houston Rockets are currently right now on a four game losing streak. The Oklahoma City Thunder with a team of Chris Paul, uh, my nigga Shaq Glizzy, Steven Adams, Dort, and Danilo Gallinari has a better record than a team of Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It's a nigga named Kevin Harvey on his team, and he doesn't have a jersey picture. His name's Kevin Harvey. <laughs> hear me and hear me good, nigga. I'm here to double down. That shit is a, a two-pack of ass. The fuck are you talking about? That shit stinks. Yeah, his name's Kevin Harvey, man. But uh, Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley, I think, is tick. I don't know. But the GOAT, Luis Dort, man. <laughs> Nigga's not ready for Dort, bro. Tell him he's going to be cold. He got the name to be cold, bro. He he has the name to either be really trash or he has to be one of the greatest role players in OKC history. <laughs> so, either or. And the greatest role player of OKC history is technically Stephen Adams. So, hey, that's the crown. Uh, I didn't really add to that, but uh, I'm not shocked. But the Rockets have been very mid. I think Westbrook missed two games during that losing streak, and Harden been mm-hmm. once again absolutely ass. But they lost today to a ha- ass team. Yeah, they lost to the Magic. They lost to the Magic. But I think t- like uh, me and Tyler was talking about this at work uh, before we get into wrestling. I think teams are just starting to figure it out. Teams are starting to figure out how to properly attack the small ball lineups because uh, I forgot who who did I watch? Wasn't was it, they played the Clippers right? I think it was the Clippers. Who? And, yeah, I think it was the Clippers. And, oh yeah, they got freaking sent to God. Yeah, they got sent to God. Yeah, I was watching that game a little bit. Of, no, I would say I watched the whole game, but I was watching portions of it. It was mainly the second quarter. When they literally sent them niggas to God, but um, gee, when they they what they did to attack the lack of size on that team was literally effective. Zubak was still on the court for one, so shout out to Doc Rivers. But they literally tossed it to Zubak, told him to do a quick post move. It wasn't no slow down shit. It was quick, fast, in a hurry. Get PJ Tucker up out of here. 
quick, fast, and hurry, get Jeff Green up out of here. Quick, fast, and hurry, get her, get dude up out of here. And then on top of it, if Westbrook is not out there, you're going to probably win a rebounding battle. But I think teams are starting to realize it's like, gee, we're not about to let this little-ass team out-rebound us. And we already know they're going to shoot, try to shoot us to hell. And right now, the Rockets are on a very poor shooter streak in terms of three ball. So, everything that's happening doesn't shock me. This is like what we expected, in a way. <laughs> if you want to put it out there, like, this is what we thought probably would have happened. This was like the worst term situation for the Rockets was they go into a losing streak like this. Um, so, nothing happening doesn't truly shock me now can they get it together most definitely but uh if they are really smart you look into the free agency market and hope that is some type of big that you can throw out there for at least 15 minutes a night because mm-hmm. it's looking really not good because teams are starting to figure it out and literally teams is going to look at the tapes and be like okay the magic who have Aaron Gordon, who ain't, who was huge as hell, uh, literally had a, probably had like a 20 ball, and Nikola Vukovic out literally wasn't going to get hold either. So, and teams figure out it, 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 there ain't no rim protection. So, we could drive down the lane as, as much as we want. So, something look, uh, they need to figure out. Um, will they figure it out? We'll see. Like, D'Antoni is not really good when it comes to uh, adjustments. He sticks to it. If it don't work, then, hey, we lost because it didn't work. So, uh, but before we move on to wrestling officially, uh, NBA has sent notice to teams about the uh, coronavirus. Uh, they telling teams be prepared that to play games with no fans. Uh, some players are adamant about uh not playing games for the fans, which I understand. Like LeBron said, look, I don't, I'm not playing. If the fans not there, I'm not playing. Uh, I think Kimba said something along the same lines. It, it that'd just be weird. But uh, due to the sudden fake seriousness of the coronavirus, uh, the NBA is taking plans to properly ensure uh, uh, for fan and player safety, pretty much, and along the. Uh, to prevent the spreading of the said virus. So, uh, that's happening in regards to that. But, uh, moving on to wrestling. And Vince McMahon pretty much said, nigga, we're still having WrestleMania after coronavirus. Pretty much. In a way, this is what, I feel like this is the perfect soundbite on what Vince McMahon said in regards to this. Let me check my watch. What the time is. Quarter past fuck you, nigga. Ha! That's literally what he said to the coronavirus because that nigga is not about to miss out on that mania bag. You niggas go ahead and get nope. sick all you want. Uh, because the high was literally him counting the amount of money that he's not about to fumble. So I respect it. Um, but uh, tonight was Elimination Chamber. Overall, really good pay-per-view from start to finish, honestly. Didn't watch the pre-show match. Uh, let me pull up the match card real quick as I'm talking. But overall, really solid Uh pay-per-view leading up to mania uh at this point we're officially on the road to mania uh so portions of the card is pretty much starting to fill out in as many little aspect of ways so to quickly go over the pay-per-view in itself uh nothing to really talk about the viking race beating the hell out of kurt hawkins and Ryder. 
Uh, so after that match, uh, Daniel Bryan beat Drew Gulak, which was a really good match. Uh, your thoughts on it? Really, just great match. Um, technical. Somebody on Twitter before the best started. Somebody on Twitter said this is gonna be the match that you see a video of saying, and I quote. This is what you show your non-wrestling fans what wrestling is, end quote. Uh, and it was that match. It was really, really freaking good. Daniel Bryan is the GOAT. I honestly don't know what satanic magic he did on his neck, but apparently it freaking worked because he takes a <laughs> suplex just like that. One of them was a, like a – in which Drew, Drew Gallagher just threw him in the air. He did. <laughs> he dropped on his neck. Um Shout out to D. Brad. He really is in GOAT conversation. Uh, made Drew Gulak like a million bucks along with Drew Gulak and his wrestling abilities. Really good match. Yeah, really good match. Uh, Dan Brown did a good job making Drew Gulak look strong. Uh, even with like Drew Gulak not tapping out at the end, uh, said a lot of himself, which to me I always take not tapping out and just passing out as just a sign of, okay, uh, I'm too good to tap out. You want to literally wear me out, nigga. And he did that. So, uh, I would love to see a part two on SmackDown this week. Uh, so then Andrade beat Humberto Carrillo to keep the United, the Latin United States championship, because literally it's been nothing but Latinos fighting for this belt the past like, two months. Uh, I'm kind of over the rotation and I just need to stop. So, uh, but Overall, they're producing good matches, so I'm, I can't be mad at it. Overall, it was really good. Uh, Andrade really is a great worker. Humberto really does great things in the ring. Uh, but Andrade won by uh, pulling the tights, so I'm not really mad at the finish. Uh, I am, because then they're going to get another rematch. And he lost 40. Yeah, he, he lost did. 20 times against this nigga. I could be exaggerating, but I also could be not exaggerating. No, he beat him a lot of times. <laughs> Shit. Pinned him? So, like, winning this way is more like a, like, gee, I pinned you clean, then I sent you to God, and then on top of it, you keep coming back for more. So it's like one of those, like, well, how many times do I got to tell you this old man type situations? <laughs> well, when it comes to Andrade beating every single Latino wrestler, uh, on the roster. Uh, I just really don't want the Latino four-way. That's probably going to happen at uh, Mania. I feel like it's a collision course, but I kind of want somebody fresh for Andrade to fight. Uh, moving on, the SmackDown uh, Elimination Chamber. The Miz and Morrison won, but it was a slap of a match. Really freaking good, fun match. Uh, Good spot. Saving Machinery and Lucha House Party really performed well. Uh, Usos and New Day team just like hyping up like they're just uh, eternal rivalry between who's the best tag team of this generation. But uh, I really enjoyed the match. Uh, shout out to Lucha House Party though. They really impressed really well throughout the match. Your thoughts? Uh, it was a good match. Um, uh, Liz Dorado doing that, that shooting star press from off the top was cold. Um, the Otis and uh, 
that little storyline they got is awesome. But Otis flying through that chamber was hilarious, bro. <laughs> Nigga literally flew through that thing. So, uh, um, Tucker doing a goddamn flip off the uh, like that nigga Tucker went crazy. Um, everybody had their own shine. They did a really good job for the first time. When I realized, like the Usos was probably the Usos that knew that was probably the two who like underdid it. Yeah, but they was amazing too. Um, the right move was to have Miz and um, Morrison win, just because they, they 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 need that belt. John Morrison don't look a day past the last time I see him in the WWE. Do that nigga even age? Like God, I guess he darn, takes good bro. care of himself, man. Like I give him that. Like he takes good care yeah. of himself. Definitely do. Um, but I, I'm happy with the results with that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, moving on. We have Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. Alistair Black won. Uh this was a really good match despite uh the interference b- with uh between OC and Undertaker. Still a really good fun match. Uh first match where we seen Alistair Black actually kinda sweat, which I'm really like we sweat against Buddy Murphy, but in terms of just like he actually had to like work uh Actually, we've seen him take some damage and stuff because, for one, you always got to keep AJ looking strong. While AJ also made Alistair Black look good at moments, too. Uh, that freaking table spot was crazy as hell where uh, he did the uh, meteorite move off into, into the table on AJ, which was crazy as hell. Even some of the counters yeah. he did on AJ was stiff as hell. Like, I, like if AJ doesn't have CTE, uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but... Uh, yep. Well, overall, the match was really good. Good finish. Um, so I'm not necessarily mad at it. Me either. Um, uh, Alistair Black continues to be one of my favorite. AJ Styles, also a person that goat talk. Oh, shoot, excuse me. Um, that being said, uh, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I don't like the way the interference was with. The OC is kind of like, why be ringside if you're not just going to jump on this nigga towards the air? Uh, but who cares? Disqualif- the no disqualification was just for a reason for Undertaker to come out and Alistair Black to win. Yeah. Um. Like, honestly, that, that was a top five black mass. Uh, and then Undertaker had the biggest pop of the night. Like, that pop was huge. Yeah. Like, this feel like the arena shook, so I don't want to hear none of that. Oh man, other people this and that. If we can still get a pop from a Philadelphia crowd who is known to be extremely starky, I mean, smarky, uh, snarky, whatever you want to call it, um, that's what's up. All in all, really good match. Like I said, I was a top five black match, kicked the shit out of AJ. Um, and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, moving on, the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Street I didn't Prophet. watch this, one, so you can just talk about it. Yeah, Street Profits and uh beat Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Uh, overall it was a cool match. I think the first one was a was a little bit better. Uh, good showing for the Street Profits. Uh, literally Seth Rollins, he can't have a bad match. Buddy Murphy doesn't have a bad match. Uh, of course they got to find a way for the sneak Kevin Owens part of it. Uh, and find a way for AOP to get off ringside. Uh, at this point, we have like the amount of storylines between 
just off this pay-per-view that's that can lead up to mania is gonna be really good like the pre-show and the main car is gonna be solid regardless um of solid matches um but um but like kevin owens get involved was pretty funny and creative uh kevin owens came out the crowd with popcorn stood jumped over the uh barricade sat at the announcer table and literally just uh threw popcorn at seth pissed him off and then the way freaking uh why do i keep forgetting his name uh freaking montez what's my man's name uh help me out daytra uh montez Ford. no not montez big big folks um Dawkins. There we go, Dawkins. He's gonna list his podcast. Be like, why y'all keep forgetting my name, bro? Dawkins. No offense, bro. Uh, but, but yeah. So Angela Dawkins literally uh pouncing that nigga into the barricade was hilarious as hell. Uh, which led pretty much that led to the offense to give uh Street Profits the victory. Uh, good match, good finish. Uh, then it ended with Seth Rollins mad because Kevin Owens was there and proceeded to uh, stun him, get stunned. So, uh, mm-hmm. that, so at this point we know. At this point, we know the, the singles match between KO and Seth Rollins is a collision course at this point officially. So, uh, then we had the Intercontinental Belt where Sami Zayn is now WWE goaded out. Uh, we can definitely be happy here. Uh, shout out to uh, Braun Strowman being a solid transitional champion for the past two weeks. Uh, was it three? I don't remember. But shout out to the, uh, the man's G because he did that thing for the culture. Uh, not really mad at it. Uh, the match was quick. Uh, Braun still looked strong. Just had the gang up on him. And giving Sami Zayn the belt uh, is good for Sami. I think it's going to lead to uh, Sammy betraying them uh, solely because I feel like that's just been his character because I feel like at this point he's probably ready for singles action again. So him versus Shinsuke at Mania will be really freaking good, a good match to see. Um, or him versus Brian, either or. Like I feel like Brian don't need... Like I said, Brian, I, I'm one of those people that feel like monsters don't always need belts. So like... Braun is still a threat. Like, if he's going to get a belt, like, it'll probably be more in a transitional sense or uh, type of situations than anything. But I'm not necessarily mad at Braun uh, losing the belt, especially since Sammy won. So <laughs> then we had the Women's Elimination Chamber, which I call the Shane uh, Baszler Invitational. Uh, yeah. She was fully strapped up. Um, yeah. Shout out to the uh, storylines that did brew because at this point we're probably about to get the Riot Squad triple threat match coming up. Plus, um, we saw literally the fact that Shayna Baszler has no respect for the Raw Women's Locker Room. Oscar uh, did her was the only one to get offense on her. Literally, was the only one to have legit offense. Liv, Mor- I mean, Liv Morgan was literally used as like a hammer that brings bales at one point. <laughs> uh, Natalia literally was literally turned into a damn uh, horror movie type death damn near when she was being slammed to the uh, elimination chamber door so yeah like Shayna Baszler really did that thing and me I am one of her 
I really don't like Shayna Baszler, mainly because of her wrestling style, and she looks like she bites, and she literally did bite, but um, just overall, like her style bores me, but in this type of match, it was extremely entertaining. Uh, yeah. Like, if you're going to make her look this type of dominant while still kind of where where you give her the type of spot where she kind of does her, I'm going to play with this person's fingers type situation, I won't be mad. But I like, I think this is the best thing for her because it keeps her matches more engaging compared to like her match against Kyrie Sang where I was just bored watching it yeah. because it was just too damn slow yeah. paced. But like matches like yeah. this where she just uses her MMA style Instead of trying to be a uh, female, uh, Brock done. No, no, I think it's best for her to be female, Brock, other than try to be like, yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah, like, it's best for her to be like more of a female, Brock. Like, use your MMA background, yeah, like Ronda, but be like, be more like a polished Ronda. Let's put it that way. Without uh, the submission, like, you know, Ronda, Ronda lost, I think Ronda still lost more times than she did, yeah. So that's kind of what I want for Shayna Baszler because we've seen her run through the NXT locker room. So it's like seeing it, this seeing it against the Raw Women's locker room, but at the same time putting respect on the right people like Oscar, it makes sense. And then on top of for those that because I'm pretty sure I haven't even looked at wrestling Twitter since the pay per view ended. After the pay per view, we went straight to the podcast. So Daytro, you probably seen some shit. I. Am not necessarily mad at how they're booking her because she beat Becky and Bailey at Survivor Series. She yep. beat them clean. So, you know, Bailey ate the pin. And then she proceeded to beat the hell, if I recall, then she beat the hell out of Becky Lynch after the match? Or was it, or was it the so, other way? I think so. She beat the crap out of both of them. Yeah, she beat the hell out of both of them. So, you, so in this type of situation, I'm not surprised that she looks dominant, especially in a, a a cage where she was built as, hey, I have an MMA background. I'm about to literally beat you, beat, you, beat the hell out you hoes. And I did literally say that she was going to run through probably every woman in there, and she did. But, like, I like that they picked that Oscar was going to be the one to actually get offense. I'm not mad at it at all. So, And also the fact that none of the uh, women jumped her, they tweaked hard as hell, but that's their personal fault. And it just shows how women don't have each other's backs. Um, but huh. overall, I enjoyed the match. It was a really good match, though. Uh, fun. It was fun to see. Let's put it that way. It was fun. So, your thoughts? Yeah. Same thing that you said. Really good. Uh, I just wish that the Riot Squad could have had a little bit more you know, time to interact with each other. But I understand you want to make Shayna Baszler like a million bucks. You succeeded because you got niggas crying on the internet, so you definitely succeeded because she's a heel. Um, not supposed to like heels. Just want to get that out there. Um, uh, but it was good. Uh, the Oscar situation was hilarious, and I really think Shannon's gonna beat Becky, but I do not want to see what um, full time. Women's champion of WWE and our NXT, Shayna Baszler, look like on, on on that side of the spectrum. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how they build it because I, it's more likely, I, like, it's time to get the butt off Becky. Like, she had a solid one year run 
She literally has on her jacket everybody, all the women she beat, which kind of triggers me seeing Oscar's name. But uh, hmm. literally, it's time for like Becky just kind of stale at this point, and literally to turn her to a cocky asshole is probably the best you can do with her character at this point. But I'm not mad at it uh, because just seeing what Shane is probably going to do to her is going to be hilarious. Uh, but in terms of just like what it can lead to, like Shane is not necessarily bad at the bad on the mic. Like I will give her that she's not bad on the mic, so she can sell herself off really good. Uh, but also in the process, I think it gives you time to properly build somebody up to kind of take her down, which is I think you should try to look into. Um. <laughs> Which is good luck at this point because outside the Riot Squad and Ty, you can't do that. <laughs> you really can't because you just showed that only people who can get offense on her have been so far Bailey, uh, probably Charlotte. You could throw Charlotte in there. Yeah. Uh, anybody from NXT, damn near, because they got offense on her. And I said Asuka, Becky Lynch. So. Those are the only people who can at least approach her at this yep. point. Unless you, like, honestly, I... I oh, long def- time ago, yeah. Wait, no, we didn't. You said what? My bad, bro. Nothing. Continue. Uh, but, yeah, so, it's not a lot of people, who, like, you, you built her up. Like, she's probably going to have a Triple H Baryon type run, which might piss mm-hmm. people off, but I think you have time to build somebody up, especially if, uh, depending on what they decide to do uh, with the NXT belt, if... <laughs> And stuff like that. So it's like mm-hmm. a kind of wait and see type thing more than anything. Uh, but we're not going to stress ourselves on that. Um, not at all. Yeah, overall, the pay per view was really solid. It was a really solid pay per view. Uh, uh, really solid. It did what it's supposed to do set up some mania storylines for day near almost everybody on the card. So it was more of a wait and see what we're going to get with Raw this week. Uh, and SmackDown this week as well. Stone Cold announced that he's going to be on Raw on 316 days. So, that's fun in itself. Um, But, yeah. So, overall, really solid pay-per-view. Uh, Anything we really need to hit wrestling? Oh, yeah. Did anything interesting happen on AEW this week? Uh, uh, Pac and Pentagon and um, the Lucha Bros now was a stable. So. There's another stable at AEW. So that's oh, something to see. And John yeah. said the belt is for the uh, fans, and I was like, "Okay, G, shut the hell up." Yeah, we brought wrestling back. That's one yeah. thing he said. Yeah, too. I was like, "All right, bro, shut the fuck up." Uh, but overall, uh, yeah, overall, like nothing really much happened with AEW. Matt Hardy's teased to be joining uh, the company because that is what the internet is doing. But I wouldn't be shocked if he does. But um. It be that way sometimes. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, shout also I wanna just give props to Joy Janella because he uh during Mania Week is giving the uh, Walmart wrestlers uh, a chance to do their thing. So that'd be fun to see. So shout out to him just ha- looking out for some black niggas right there. So yeah, so I don't think there's really anything else we Oh yeah, let's talk about uh UFC real quick before we end the episode. Uh, uh UFC two forty eight. Hello? Yeah, I said you, you could take oh. over. So you could. Oh, UFC 248. Um, really good pay-per-view until the last fight. <laughs> um, 
uh, in terms of like on the um, beginning on the main card, who was the like the person I look out for? It, like it, it, this is for me a hardcore fan. So you know one, and that's um Shot O'Malley, um Swaggy White dude got the knockout. Somebody got their face destroyed. This uh pay per view too. As well, but I don't know folks' name, and I'm pretty sure that people don't care either. You can look up a YouTube highlight. Um, as for the main event, though, you had two. You had the best women fight ever. That fight was um, fire. And then you had Andre Adesanya Roe Romero look stupid for uh, 20 minutes. I think that's how long the UFC fight goes. Those. This five rounds, so five. Those 25. Uh, 25 or 30 minutes. So, yeah. Uh, just horrible. They, I was starting off with the the bad fight first. Um, anybody who know about Israel, Israel and Yassander, um, he's a very flashy fighter. Did not show it this fight. Anybody know about Yorel Romero? He's explosive. He will, he can hurt you. We'll look at some of the explosive things. Look at his knockout of Luke Rockhold and Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman, he kneed in a, in a freaking head, and I think he put a dent in his head. <laughs> and um and um and uh he hit um Luke Rojo was so hard his body just collapsed. So you don't remember how power. And he's like forty something. Um for them two to have one of the worst fights I've ever seen or witnessed in my life. It makes no sense. I was hoping for Israel to lose because I, I just wanted to see the John Jones crackhead banter, but we didn't get a chance to see that. Because uh, the funny thing is, he technically did lose. Uh, some fighters, he, he won, but some, some fighters had um, what you call it, winning, and they had no bias towards anybody or nothing. So, um, yeah. Uh, just all in all, that fight was bad. Now, when it comes to the good fight, um, Zhang. That's what I'm going to do right now. It could be Butcher, her last name, or her first name. I don't know. And um, Yoana, your Jostek, uh, had a, a banger. And I have. Literally, anybody can win, win that fight. Uh, I mean, could have won that fight. Um, in the sense that, you know, if Zhang would have lost and Yoana won, I wouldn't understand. And I understand that Zhang won and Yoana lost. Yoana lost. Uh, extremely great fight. Uh, <laughs> like it's gonna be a um a number two. Um, I wouldn't. And I think that's the best way two, to do it. Uh, you can't have it in Beijing because you know what's going on over there. But uh, <laughs> if it was in China, it could have definitely made some box office hits. I mean, not box office, but some um. Oh well, yeah, box office hits. Uh, I think. Fights and stuff use the box office anyway, because uh, everybody will go see it. Uh, but uh, just they they was going back and forth uh, from every round, nonstop. Uh, Zane's face was beat, but Johanna's I mean Johanna's was her head was two times. I, I I'm honestly praying for it because I hope she's okay because yeah. that means her brain was swelling. And, um, you just don't want that. Um. But her head was huge. It was huge. Um, like, well, they said she had a hematoma. Whatever that shit called. That's like they said. Uh, you know, technically a knot, but it, it sounds worse when you call it hematoma. But um, I thought they said yeah, hematoma. 
What'd you say? I thought they said nematode. No, it's hematoblin or something like that. He begins with an H. I guess it's a scientific word for saying not. Um, and she had a big one on her head, I think, in the beginning of like the second or something like that. Then it was like the middle the of the, of the second just kept round. Swollen. Yeah, it just kept swelling. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons she lost because when it's a close fight, the judges start looking at like, you know, different things. And one thing they do look at is... Um, like how to play a look after the fight. Uh, she was she was beat. I said the player. I mean the fighter looks after the fight, and and, and Yo, Yohano was um was beat. Um, so uh, honestly, I'm still keeping it up in like prayers because like she nobody here to get that big. Yeah. After repeatedly getting punched and kicked in it, so I hope she's okay. Um. And I hope the doctors can find anything or anything's wrong with stuff like that. But um uh that was two forty eight. Real quick, straight to the point pay per view. Not worth the worth the money for one money event. Uh it's worth the trash for the the, the main event made of it. Uh yeah, um yeah. No, that's it. Um in terms of contention, um, I think in April, Khabib goes against Tony Ferguson. Should be a really, really good fight. Um, and that's it that I know of. All right, cool. All right, and that's our UFC talk. Uh, wait, nothing really hit else to really hit. Uh, oh, yeah, we really, I don't know how we didn't talk about this, but we could just do it quickly. Uh Back to basketball real quick. The Nets fight. Well, I won't say they fired, but the Nets coach, Kenny Atkinson, outright quit uh, a couple days ago. And literally, it caught uh, the GM kind of off guard. He was talking to him, tried to talk him out of it, but he just wanted, Atkinson wanted out. Uh, almost immediately, social media was like, all right, it's Kyrie's fault. Even to the extent I felt it was probably, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie had a little win to it. Um, and then it doesn't help that literally, uh, the same day, Atkins, uh, it was reported Atkinson said he wasn't looking forward to coaching Kyrie and KD next year. So, mm. so clearly that says all you says a lot in terms of how, uh, how dudes fell in the locker room about him because then it says some players wanted him out in the first place. So. And I would say that's more along the line than new players to anything because almost everybody had great praise for the guy that was there previous seasons. So exactly. weird situation. So weird situation. Dude's a good coach. Like, like yeah, the Nets finally made – he only took Nets uh, to the playoffs one year uh, while he was there. But in terms of just the past couple seasons, he was still a really good uh, solid coach building players up like Spencer Dinwiddie became a respectable six man because of the guy. Karis LeVert developed really well into a solid player because of the guy. Um literally what he did with D'Angelo Russell, stuff like that. So like players respect him. So uh I'm sure he'll be a name to look out for in terms of like the Chicago Bulls. Uh if Brett Brown gets the boot, I'm sure he'll be uh looking to uh Philly will be looking at him as well, so stuff to look, yeah. stuff to kind of pay attention to uh, for the off season. But it's really unfortunate. 
uh, situation for the Nets to be in. Uh, but hey, uh, the stars run the the stars run the place, and that's the type of situation you brought in. So yep. So, but uh, we'll probably go a little bit more in detail as more de- uh, news come out about the situation probably over the next week. But because uh, I'm sure Stephen A. Smith will have something to say on first take this upcoming Monday. But um, but yeah, so that's in episode. On that note, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at three S from the ring, threes from the ring. Greatly appreciate that uh, the follow, interact with us, we'll have to be all that good stuff. Uh, then on top of it, make sure whatever platform that you're listening to us on, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever, SoundCloud, whatever, make sure you. Uh, Hit that follow, subscribe, share button, all the above. It'd be greatly appreciated. But thanks for listening. And peace. Avidazak.